0: hey there listener welcome to the second episode of the united with love brought to you by yours concisely in association with the united grid this episode and all the episodes in this series are available in the video format on the official instagram handle of the united grid make sure to follow them and give the like to the videos Thank you for such a warm response to the first episode of this series and we promise to bring you more such entertaining stuff on all things Manchester United in here. Anyways, in this episode we have our plethora of our usual Red Devils and we talk about the fixture lists for the upcoming season and how it can uh, shape in what position Manchester United ends up by the end of the season. We also talk about what are the important changes that the Manchester United top brass should bring in so as to ensure the development of the club. And finally we also talk about the David De Gea and the Henderson debate. Who do you think is the rightful heir to the United goalkeeping throne? For this season. To know the answer and all our opinions to the above questions, stay tuned and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And make sure you do your bit by subscribing to our podcast wherever you are listening to it and give it a 5 star rating on Apple Podcasts. Anyways, without further ado, let's jump into the episode for today. Hope you enjoy it. Say Maybe uh, you know we'd be better off, you know, like investing money on players and other loyal no no not. Uh
1: wait, let me mute <laughs> investing, just mute. Zohar, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no do don't be that, <laughs> do, don't be <laughs> that. <laughs> Welcome back to the United grade, where we talk about analysis, transfers, discussions, and many more things in relation to United. Today I'm joined by a regular panel of esteemed fellow Red Devils, which include Prakshet, Archie, Zoheb and Prabhuda. How are you guys? All good? Yep. Yes, Salman. Not what's not up? Good, How are you? I am fine too. Not too fine, I guess. Because see, now that we have the time to sort of marinate and soak in that stupid ass defeat against Sevilla, I hope all of you are reinvigorated to talk some more shit about United that we are going to do for a whole plethora of different reasons. and. Let's see where to start. Let's start with the big one, which is uh, I, I, I can just say that I'm glad that I'm sort of moderating or hosting this discussion so that I won't have to speak as much about it. It is, of course, the <laughs> David Dahiya versus Dean Henderson debate because I think whichever side you're on, if you're pro-Dahiya, uh, pro, pro Dahiya, you'll be like, uh, what, what makes me think that he won't make the same mistakes that been, he's been making for the past two years? Or if you're pro-Dean Henderson, you'll be like, Uh, How do I know he won't crumble under the pressures of being a first-team Manchester United player? So, you know, that's a really interesting topic that I don't think even Solskjaer has the 100% correct answer for it. So, I have this question for you guys. Like, it's open to the panel. Whichever one of you wants to answer it, first go for it.
2: Yeah, so, I, like as Solskjaer said, uh, it's a very good problem to have. Like, it's, uh, like, to, uh, like we had three very good goalkeepers. We're, like, very blessed in the goalkeeping department. But I am sort of in the middle here. Like, Dahaya, if it had not been for Dahaya, we would have been lingering somewhere in the championship right now. So, there's that. We owe him a chance, but then we have to be ruthless as well. Because clubs like Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, although not Bayern Munich, they have Manuel Neuer. So, clubs like Real Madrid, Juventus, even PSG, they, ha- they are ruthless with ev- in every department. And just because Dahaya has been performing that well for us in the past few seasons doesn't make up for his mistakes this season. They just don't. They really don't. I hope they did. I- Dahaya is practically my favourite United player, but they don't. Wow. So, I guess, we sh- I guess we should give Dean Henderson a chance, but uh, we shouldn't freeze Dahaya out altogether.
1: Uh, that's true. Like I agree with somewhat with your sentiments because if you look at Real Madrid, they just tossed aside Keller Nawas, someone who has won four Champions League with them, and just bought in Coutinho. And even though he's ha- he had an abysmal first season with them, now he's you know sort of settled in. So this is the sort of ruthlessness Man United can you know look upon. Like Real Madrid did it. Like in order to win and win silverware, you have to do these things. So what do you think about that, Prabhuda?
0: See, uh, according to me, the discussion between the Dahiya and the like, the Daheys and the Henderson debate, is not a matter of you know like uh, if the succession will happen or not. It is just a matter of when the succession will happen, right? To be precise, yeah. See, uh, so. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, you know, like statistically speaking, this season uh, Henderson had a far, you know, like super more superior uh, like season, you know, like as compared to David Dahaya. Obviously, I don't need to state that. But what I feel is, uh, like, uh, you know, bringing him in immediately and, you know, like, making Dahya sitting on the sidelines will, will be way too harsh, you know, given as, you know, Archie correctly said that, you know, like, uh, if not for him, we, I don't know where, you know, we would have been in these past seasons. So, according to me, I feel that uh, Henderson, you know, is a talented goalkeeper. He's, I think he's also been called up for the England national team today. Yes. Uh, so... He's a very talented goalkeeper, and according to my personal opinion, you know, I feel that uh, he would be better off, you know, allowed to develop in some other club, you know, like like for example Sheffield, you know, like and and away from the limelight, and maybe you know, and of course, uh, undoubtedly, he is the rightful you know heir to the uh, goalkeeping throne at the you know like at Man United, but I see that coming, you know, uh, two or three years down the line, you know, and, and that would be fair on everyone's part. I feel.
1: Yeah. So, Prakshat, what do you think about it? Because the way I see it, like, he's closing on a new contract in United, Dean Henderson that is. And I think like he has already sort of proven himself in the Premier League. So now I think United should, you know, just loan him out to a European club that plays in a European competition, be it Europa, be it the Champions League, so that he can prove his mettle a little bit more. And then, you know, obviously because he's the heir, he's the successor to the goalkeeping position at United. So what do you think about that? Should he be loaned out again or should we keep him? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll just go with Prabhuta, what he says. Like, after two, three seasons, I definitely want Dean Henderson
3: to be the one that's for you, but not right now. Dehaya is just 29. We still, have, we still have, I want him to be the goalkeeper for the next two seasons because if we bring him Henderson right now and he starts in the Champions League game, of course, it's a lot of pressure to put him. And I guess he might fumble because. Every goalkeeper fumbles, right? So I want him to be known to some European club where he gets a chance to play Champions League, develop his game, nurture himself, be a better goalkeeper, and come back after two seasons. Then I'm perfectly fine with Diaya giving his place to listen, and
1: all good for me. As far as you making goalkeeping errors is concerned, yeah, I can watch for that. Anyways, Oveb, uh, what do you think? I don't know if you can add anything more to it, but what do you think about
4: this? Right now, I'm only worried about losing Dean Henderson to another club. I agree with Prabuddha on loaning him to another club for the next two years, so that when he's actually prepared to play for Manchester United to be the number one at Manchester United, then we'll bring him in. He's the rightful heir to the goalkeeping department, but then. Let's just say we loan him out to a European club. He plays in a European competition. He performs. He performs really well for them, but then at the end he gets convinced to stay there. So we lose out on him, right? We, it all. It, there are a lot of factors to take into consideration. If Dean Henderson clearly say, says that he's committed to United, he, that he's ready to fight for the number one position after two years, then sure, send him out on loan. But if he, but if it's not clear with him, then I think it would be a risk handing him out on loan. And in that in that case, then I think we should bring him in right now and you know he'll be he'll he'll be the second choice keeper. You get his chances to prove himself because it's it's a, he's been really good this season. He's proved himself in the Premier League. But playing for Sheffield is really different from playing for Manchester United. You know, it adds a lot of pressure when you wear the number one jersey. So, you know, bring him in if if, if he you know, if it's not clear with him, if he want, if he's not committed to saying if that's the case, then I think he should, we should bring him in, give him a couple of chances to prove himself at United, and if things work out, then sure he'll be the successor to David Ayer.
0: I can tell you, you know, what's bothering him. What I feel is, you know, is at the level as you know at which he has been over the past you know few years. He, of course, you know, undoubtedly he has you know like let it slip a little bit. But I feel, you know, like uh, his mistakes are, you know, made too much of sometimes, especially, you know, after the 2018 World Cup, the Spanish media, you know, was running bonkers about his, uh, you know, like one save and six goals he let pass. You know, that pulls a man down somewhere or the other. And don't you think, you know, like a lot of us are too overcritical of his, you know, goalkeeping mistakes. You know, if I take, for example, the Bergwijn goal in the opening uh, match against uh, Tottenham, Tell me, wasn't it the fault of Luke Shaw? Wasn't it the fault of you know Lindelof that you know Bergwijn was allowed a you know like um, free, run in, free run right inside the box? Uh, exactly. You know? Exactly. But then, uh, but then what was highlighted? It was Daher's fault. I mean, he's being made the scapegoat for an awful defense that we have, and that pulls you know that that affects the personality somewhere. He has been at the top of his game for the past few years. He has let it slip, but. Of course, you know sometimes people get too overcritical of it. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, but exactly. I guess, and uh, uh, I somewhat disagree with this because uh, these are the type of shots that you used to save it. Because it's not like you used to miss them left, right, or center. These are the types of shots that you used to save, and you used to get praises. Yeah, bread and butter. Yeah, and uh, see the Shaw and the our defensive mistakes are were always there. They were always making those mistakes. So that so that's why I think they are not getting any criticism for it, but uh that he was always there they especially in really. the last few seasons he was always there to save our asses whenever yeah, yeah. a defensive mistake did happen so i think that's why he's getting criticized because he is, he used to save these shots i mean some of the shots like against watford the mistake he made you can't just fault yeah. the defense for it no so these are some no, of the no, mistakes no. that he never used to make and he used to be someone who used to be the first name on the team sheet and you know truly world class so that's why i think people are so critical of him because he's not the uh, no just, he was saving. Just, he was saving the shots. He was saving I, the shots yeah. when he had
2: Chris Smalling and Phil Jones
1: in front of him. Exactly. Now yeah, he has he, no?
2: Harry Maguire and Harry Maguire and, and, and uh, Victor who make mistakes, but not
1: as much as they used to do. See his so distribution. It is surprising. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the, his distribution I get it. It wasn't great. It was never great. But uh, I I don't remember his distribution distribution being that bad because now that. Uh, you know, the playing out from the back has, you know, em- emerged as the number one thing to do. Uh, I think uh, goalkeepers have stopped distributing the ball, playing the long balls. So I think that also has a factor in it because you're not just doing it week in, week out. And obviously, if you don't do it week in, week out, you will also lose some of that prowess that you have in distribution. So I don't think it right. was, was never his forte, but short stopping was. And, you know, you can't just say that, you know, we should forgive him for that because in football, you can't. You can't be so merciful. There are no second chances. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever happens in the future, it's a sweet dilemma for Ole to have. So, we'll see what will happen. Uh, yeah. The next thing I want to talk about is the top management of United. Obviously, there needs to be a systemic change from top to bottom, in, in my opinion, because the way they are working it out currently, uh, we won't reach anywhere with it, because be it transfers, be it anything else, the decisions that they make, the delays that they make, I don't think they should. Especially for a top club like United, this shouldn't happen anytime. We all know the script here. In the end, we're going to sign Sancho for whatever Dortmund is asking for it. So obviously, then all these useless mind games, like, uh, I still remember that we touched upon this in the last video as well. So I, I don't I don't see the point in talking about it again and again, because the United are going to do the same thing. But what, what I do really want to ask you guys is, what can we do to improve it? Like, what, what changes can be made? in terms of the management, in terms of the structure to improve this. Uh, I'll come to you Prabhuda.
0: Okay, see first of all what I really feel is that we need to, you know, see it is not an option, but you know, preferably we should have people, you know, who love football as a game, rather than businessmen, you know, at the helm of the club. Okay, and uh, as far as you know, Prakshit very clearly stated Evra's name, I will tell you why, you know, Evra will not be, you know, like, uh, be like willing for the uh, club director, you know, like director of football role under Ed Woodward. I'll tell you why. A few days back, uh, there was an article in which, you know, Evra clearly stated that, you know, as soon as uh, his contract was over at Man United, uh, you know, uh, he was waiting for a like you know, a new contract for, a few you know, like for the past few months. But United let his contract run down. And after his contract was over, like uh, you know, I read that you know Juventus offered him a contract of three years, you know, with a with quite a handsome uh, wage package. But that is just when the, the United board, you know, stepped in and and you know offered uh, Evra the captaincy and a two-year contract with an improved wage. And where Evra clearly states the fact that you know he feels he has been you know and I quote unquote you know uh, betrayed by the club. So you know. This is what is required, and I see as far as this director of football thing goes. See, to make a wise decision about a director of football at a particular club, you also need people, you know, again, who understand the game, uh, you know, well, right?
1: Many people are giving excuses such as uh, the transfer windows open till October. Like, what's the point that uh, if we lose the first few games, these are the games that will, you know, in the end, come back to haunt us because as if. Last season is an example. Then you can clearly see that uh, the top four is defined by such fine margins that you can't afford to lose even two three games in a row. Like we can't have, we can't afford to have such a horrendous start that we lose the first two three games. Then we decide to sign another player, like like we did with Bruno Fernandes when we lost two nil at home against Burnley. We can't afford to do that anymore. So I don't I'm understand the, this argument that people Chelsea
0: is yes. not fighting for fourth for yeah, for yeah, the title.
1: So not we should learn from it. Like we finished practically on the same points. So, but the other one is doing such good work in the transfer window, and we are giving excuses that uh, it's open till October. So let's just wait it out. I don't get it because preseason matters a lot. You have to gel into this team. So I don't get the excuses that they're trying to make. So what do you think about this, Archie? What can be done to improve? See, as far as I think, the, our owners
2: have never loved our club. Roman Roman Abramovich loves Chelsea. He has tremendous love for Chelsea and that is why he is willing to spend as much as he can to make Chelsea title contenders. A lot of people say that Roman sacks his coaches uh, uh, more than he changes clothes and stuff. These jokes are like floating around. But he does that because he wants the best out of Chelsea. And Ed Woodward sacks a coach so that he himself doesn't get sacking. So there is a difference between these two. Now the owners, uh, the glazers look at our club as a cash cow. They don't look at it like we love this club. We want to do something for it on the pitch. They, As long as the club is performing off the pitch, as it's said in many business magazines, Ed Woodward is financial royalty. Like in the financial world, he's a royalty. He's, he's, he's worth his weight in gold. But is that, the, is that the same case when it comes to transfers and on the field activities? I don't think so. So the changes this is a big ask, but yeah, I'm going all gold and green here. I want new I want new owners. And if that is not possible, I want somebody among the glazers to go to Ed Woodward's house and say you are sacked. Because other than that, we are we are leaving good managers like Louis Van Hall and uh, Jose Mourinho out to dry. What makes you think he will not do the same to uh, Ole there was this uh, glazers out propaganda that started on Twitter. This glazers out hashtag that almost like that had some repercussions. That had some and people. I'm not instigating violence here, but people went to Ed Woodward's house. Although some people said that was premeditated, but people went to Ed Woodward's house and like uh, did some uh, and acted like miscreants, and that got us Bruno Fernandez. So I am not instigating violence here, but. Somebody has to take drastic steps in order to make football club act as a football club and not just as a business. That is my point of view, and we as fans feel feel helpless nowadays. To look at, uh, we see stories of other clubs. Like there were recently, there's a story that's broken out. I think an hour ago, uh, by one of the leading ITKs of uh, Spain, that we are after Lionel Messi. And I was laughing because we cannot afford we are we cannot afford uh, Jaden Sancho right now. We cannot even afford Jack Grealish. How <laughs> are we after Lionel Messi? So yeah, we
1: can't yeah, even, we can't even say, figure out to figure out a way to get Marcos Rojo off the books. Let alone sign Messi. So I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> and,
3: uh,
1: exactly. As far as the repercussions are concerned, this blazer out saga has been going on since Sir Alex's days. I don't know what difference it will it make now because these are the people that see, do not, they do not see this club as an entity. They see it just as numbers on a spreadsheet. So I don't know what else you can say about them. Of course change is needed but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, what do you think about Zaheib? Uh, please tell me about your unconditional love for Edward Woodward and how he can save United. <laughs>
4: I, I I have been team glazers out throughout
1: okay. I used to
4: find this funny look we we are so bad at dealing with transfers that it was almost too funny but now it's not funny anymore especially after I am seeing Chelsea sign four or five players, big signings in in the same transfer window you know they are it, it just shows the difference between the two owners of this club it just shows that their owner actually has ambition he actually cares for the club. And he he just he he doesn't want to settle for anything. He just doesn't want to settle for a top four finish. Of course, with all these signings, it. Will, I mean, I'm not saying that Chelsea will be title contenders because it takes more than just four good signings to be title contenders. We've seen that with Liverpool, but they they will be very strong. And and if and on the other hand, we have been you know we've been after Sancho for such a long time. And you know, as you rightly said, in the end, we'll pay the entire 120 million pound and just you know, just sign him and then every fan will be excited about that one signing that we'll actually forget that we haven't signed good we have only signed one good player this season so that's how he and that's I think that's what his plan is yeah. so, you know and you said that he Ed Woodworth tees this club as numbers on his spreadsheet that's that's absolutely correct he, if he could, he would simply turn Manchester United into a business it won't be a football club anymore it would just be a company that he's running and he's earning a lot of profits so, we are in a very bad situation right now and even if we sign, even if we you know have a technical director, even if we have someone like Patrice or one of United's legends, until and unless Ed Woodward is willing to do something for this club, nothing would ever, you know, what will the technical director do if Ed Woodward is unwilling to, you know, show interest in signing good players and actually care for the development of the club. So I don't really think what we can do to make this any better, but yeah, that's that's what I can say right now. So now on a lighter note, let's talk
1: about the actual fixture list. That you know that was just released a few days ago, and I am not just excited. Uh, I'm not excited as I used to be before because the teams have taken it up a notch. Because before it really does used to matter that you know the way the fixtures are there. It really depends on if you're going to win the title or not. It depended on the fixture a lot. Because but now it doesn't. If you're good enough, you're gonna beat the team that is in front of you in which, whichever way you play them. Especially with the way Man City and Liverpool have taken it up a notch. 95-90 uh, points used to be a thing of uh, a thing of dreams that no one could ever achieve that. And even in Sarri's for Ferguson's time, 80 points, 82 points used to be enough to win the title. But now, now if you're good enough, you're gonna beat the team anyway. So I'd, I'm not as excited as I used to be. And I used to actually prefer playing all the big teams away first, then, then home. So that Because uh, a home, home game used to be, you know, sort of a guaranteed win. Uh, understand Alex that we we're gonna almost win all all of our home games. Now it's not the case. Now we're gonna lose some. We're gonna beat some teams away away from home. Also, when we were least expecting it, and so then draw a lot. Out. Yeah, and draw a lot.
0: And draw yeah. and draw a lot.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think about the fixture list? Because from from the overview, from the macro reading of the fixture list, the one game I'm dreading is the uh, you know last game, which is Bulls away. Because they've sort of been a kryptonite this season, this season and last season as well and these, especially these men are not going to leave us so if it you know really comes down to the boil and you know it, it goes on to the last day of the season as it did uh, this season uh, i'm not looking forward to it any so what do you think about that
0: very very ironically you know because you mentioned wolves in here uh, you know like the first game you know like uh, which i remember like which i have a clear memory of watching is you know uh, united versus wolves in 2011 and I remember the scoreline ended 7-1. So that was what we were back then. And ultimately now, you know, like for the past two seasons, I, I don't think we have beaten them even more. Of course, you know, not putting Wolverhampton down or, you know, Nuno Espirito Santo down in any way. He's a you know, class act. He's a very good manager. But that's what, you know, reality is right now. And uh, apart from, you know, like uh, as far as our uh, like start to the fictionalist, you know, like goes. We were very lucky because you know we got we got that United vs Burnley match postponed because that would have that could have turned into a very tricky start and Ole would have been you know under tremendous pressure right from the beginning and uh, Crystal Palace away as a you know sorry Crystal Palace I think at home yeah, is home. a is quite a good game to start with but unfortunately then you know looking down the line for the next six games over which we have you know I think Chelsea uh, Arsenal and you know everton and and spurs i think you know that's quite uh, like uh, difficult start yeah difficult start that united have got to the season and come on what more incentive do you need to bring in jaden sancho from borussia dortmund
1: we came yeah, since you're forth, talking about yeah we came fourth we uh, we came in the top four due to goal difference and you know just a difference of one or two points so that just goes to show that you can't slip up uh, just because it's the start of the season. Uh, you are
4: saying something, to- Yeah, since we were talking about Wolves and Nuno Espirito Santos, so I'd like to add something which is completely off topic. But I think it it needs to be said. Wolves, it's not about the tactics. It's not about how Nuno Espirito Santos sets up this thing. it all depends upon Raul Jimenez. If he plays the game with a clean shave, the game is over before it even starts. He will score and he will win the game for Wolves. And I think Salman no, hey, because... I think if he plays, if he starts the game, and if he has a clean shape, it's over before it's started. it started. I'm, be
0: okay sure, I'm pretty just, sure. I'm
2: pretty sure has the poster of Rahul Jimenez
4: uh, opposite just on the opposite not, wall. I'm pretty sure. Not here. Not, not yeah, yet. Us, us wall not, wall. Not, not, not yet. Not yet. But it's it's coming soon.
0: Maybe Zoheb was the one who was running all these Rahul Jimenez uh, rumors for these yeah, past yeah, few days.
4: Definitely.
1: I think and the truth is out. I think the truth is out. See, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Zoheb synced his grooming habits along with Rahul Jimenez. That whenever Rahul Jimenez yes. <laughs> is I have a teach teacher right now. Yes, yeah, yes. They, they have syn- synced their grooming cycles together, I think. And when you were, when you were, said, when you were saying that you're going to talk about Nuno Esp- Espirito Santo and you said off topic, I thought you were going to mention how he looks so much like Nathan Redmond's dad. Nathan Edmund's dad. <laughs> But anyway, I blocked it up. Uh, the cat is out of the bag. Anyway, uh, I have not. So, <laughs> so, what do you think about the fixture list? I'm just going to share my screen and just show you the all the big fixtures that are there. First few fixtures. Yeah. So you can see what is it. You can see it, right? Uh, I'm just going to, you know, yeah. uh, you can see
2: awesome. it. Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Dungeons,
1: So, these are the first few big fixtures. Right. So, all of them are home, <laughs> apparently. So, what do you think about that? Will it play into it? Do, do, am I looking too much into it, or it doesn't matter if you are playing home or away?
2: Uh, right now, I uh, see Old Trafford used to be a fortress. Let's not lie. Under Alex, or Alex, people used to like the teams used to lose the match even before the even before the match began uh, began began. Sorry, even before the match began, people used to lose the match. So, like, uh, what we have to do is we have to make Old Trafford the fortress it used to be, so that uh, people. Thing, teams think twice before coming to Old Trafford and playing their way. Because that is what we have been doing. We have been giving teams too much respect on the pitch when they play at Old Trafford. We need another very good midfielder that sits in and helps us beat the press. The mania Matic is very technically gifted but he is just not it, I feel. Because like he cannot consistently keep it up. He cannot consist- consistently play 15-20 games. And we want somebody like Thiago, I would say. But well, that that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> that ship has sailed. So we okay, need somebody yeah. like somebody who's available. I I would say Thomas Party. Thomas Party could sit sit there and do a very good job. Somebody like Wilfred and Didi, uh, who is probably proven as well. Somebody like Dukure, who who could also do that. So. In order to do this, we need a good director of football. Either a good director of football who knows stuff about football, or we need very good scouts. We have neither. We don't have good scouts. We don't have a director of football. So we just go in and buy the first name of FIFA 20. Like a high stars, this guy, us, we cannot yeah. even do that properly. We cannot even do that properly. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, definitely need someone far. that can beat that press, and you know. Just take a beat the first man, and take it through the midfield, penetrate the midfield. Because yeah, whenever watching United be clueless when someone is pressing them, so frustrating. Like I always think that what what are they doing in training? But then I remember that they are training against each other only. That's why it's so bad. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, so frustrating. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Prakashid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Archie, I just want to add something. Like you said, the game previously when we used
3: to play back in. Uh, seven thousand seven, eight, season, season when we had Ronaldo, Berbertov, Rooney, Levis, Astor Alex. Game used to get finished before it started. I completely agree with you because we had personalities like Roy Keane. Exactly. We had Roy Keane, we had Nemanzo, we had Ferdinand, Evra. We had superstars like people was people players were scared of Roy Keane. Like, Referee was scared. Like sometimes it was, I did somewhere. Referee, I don't remember the name of the referee, like he gave a decision against United and he changed it because Roy team was shouting at him. And right now, when I see my sport, I have who will shout. Like we have Fred who plays the a CDF for United. And when I see him, is 5 5 or 5 3, I, I don't remember, I don't know exactly. But I want someone with a bit of like Matich. And ability of red because red left foot gives us a more dimension and add more to the attack. I definitely want someone uh CDM with a left foot. And that's all, bro. We need completely. We don't have players that head. care for our club.
0: The we'll last okay Prakshi then Achishman, I will I, I'll name a player who perfectly fits your bill and you know uh, Salman. Uh, uh, it it perfectly, you know, that player perfectly fits, you know, all our bills. In fact, what I see, you know, what I feel. And that player no, is Ander Herrera. And oh, that no, <laughs> no.
1: and that player oh, is Ander Herrera. And the that moved on, maybe moved on from wow, I mean, nice. <energy. laughs> Try and keep up. So we moved on. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
0: And that yeah, Achha, no, and that player, you know, who, you know, like on a very serious one, and a player who perfectly fits that bill is Ander Herrera. And what did we do with that guy? We let his contract run down, We didn't, we didn't, you know, give them what, you know, give him what he's, what he was due, you know? And look at his, and look at the performances that he put in the in the Champions League, right? Look at the performances uh, against uh, in the final. Uh, look at those, you know, sleek, you know, one touch passes with Mbappe and Neymar, you know, in, in these semis. And we let him go. He has not not played in, played in the proper position. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even I feel that. Yeah, he seamlessly like was able to you know play through the buy and press yeah. which is so relentless and not many team, not many players or teams have been able to beat that. But he was Correct. playing so seamlessly and he benched Virati and when Virati came home, he, he looked toothless. Harera uh, uh, was looking way better than Virati and Draxler too. Like I even forgot that Draxler was playing at, after a certain point. Then yeah. I remembered, oh, he brought him on 10 minutes ago and he hasn't done anything. So, that, that just goes off to Go show. But you no, know, we had to uh, we had to sell him so that we could, we could you know uh, give more breathing space for Sanchez's wages because that was so important to for us to pay Sanchez
4: such a huge. And he's
0: also money. clean sha- and he's also clean shaven. Zohair would have loved yeah, that as well. Exactly.
4: Like, yeah, yeah, that's no, no, no that's only for Raul Mendes. No, that's yeah, yeah, like, only for Raul Matters. Okay, okay, that's
1: <laughs> only for yeah. How how dare a player show passion and you know. Understand the tradition of a club. How can we do that? We just need passion. Yeah. for who are here for money? How dare a player show passion for United? Correct. Is and isn't sport. he the
0: perfect mixture? And isn't he the perfect mixture, like Rashid said, of you know Nemanja Matich and a Fred? He he fits the bill perfectly. He's very talented. Only, only didn't want to sell him as well, but then you know. We need to pay respect. We need to, you know, uh, give players, you know, like uh, some amount of value, and not, you know, again, milk them of that, or uh, you know, of that one-year contract extension that we always, you know, do with players. Uh, it's frustrating. This conversation is frustrating, right from the beginning. to
1: say, man? I know. Uh, welcome to. We a lot of fans. That's, that's all I can say. Like. At least I'm glad I've seen the glory days, which I can't. Uh, I feel bad for Zoheb in that sense because he started watching it when United were already down the. And her. So, but at least he has something to look forward to. You know, watching Rahul. Him for, him example, for example, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was what I was going to say. Then
3: I want Rahul
1: to be. Oh please, jo- don't join this bandwagon, please. Uh, uh, it's annoying <laughs> enough that Zoheb is Zohyev talks about him turning. Please, let's please see, don't, yeah. please don't encourage him because he's not gonna stop after <laughs> this so yeah i mean what else can i say lads uh i mean it's enough for today i think we should just uh stop yeah. this video right now because you know now now i'm in a bad mood thanks to you guys so thank you for that <laughs> likewise likewise you're most hey, welcome,
0: you're uh, most welcome uh, and still, maybe uh, you know we'd be better off you know like investing money on players and you no know, no no not. <laughs>
1: Uh, wait, let me mute hey, investing just mute. Zohar, right? No, no,
0: no! Yeah, yeah, no, no. Right. Don't be that. <laughs> <dude>. Don't be <laughs> that. <laughs> and you know, like uh, focus on investing money on players other than you know, like uh, investing money on lawyers to free out our captain from the gallows of Greece for a stupid decision making. And his, his PR. Part,
2: and his PR. We have been spending a lot on Harry Maguire's PR. Oh my goodness! This turned. This turned from a bar bar fight. To a, to a scene of taken like apparently his sister was injected with something and she fell unconscious yeah
0: she fainted yeah my god uh-huh.
1: tremendous i heard, I heard she was stabbed that, or something <laughs> i don't know what's going on like man it's a true crime killer. no. no the, apparently that, harry that,
0: said do you know who i
2: am i am the captain of manchester united i can pay you please leave us alone something like along yeah, the lines
1: of that correct. yeah and, and then the perpetrators were like no you're story. a fringe. yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> correct correct the fridge was for a,
2: for a for, a, for a fridge he has very less chill let me tell you but
1: but uh, for a fridge, is very bad even the fridges are smart nowadays but not harry i don't know They got a very bad day. i don't know what to say man no. correct he was, called, he was even
0: called a fridge And oh, he doesn't keep forwards and midfielders you know in his pockets
1: yeah he's Harry got him but he does send a chill down yes, my spine he when, he, when he's fun. defending. So at least that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saying something good
4: session of puns, <laughs> nice puns, yeah. everyone. Like, this is great banter.
1: <laughs> See, I have nothing else to talk about. You know, I have to make these stupid puns to entertain myself and, you know, keep my mood happy. Yeah. You were saying something, Prakash? Please, please Sorry? Please, please abuse.
3: Bro. So, abuse. We have to use. like yeah, I, yeah. I was talking. At talking least, at least now, now we know
1: the intro of this video. So that's clear. At least something <laughs> is clear regarding United. Yeah, man. What else can I say? I think we should end it here, lads. Uh, it was great yeah. fun talking to you as always, and I hope Thank you all you, so join us soon again. Yeah, of course, of course. And
0: let's, hope, and let's hope that the next time you know we get into a new you know discussion, we have good players on our side. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, and minutes. I'm sure, yeah, and I'm sure, and I'm sure, you know, like, uh, once players start coming in, the mood around the club will lift, and, you know, then we can look forward to being, you know, like a bit more optimistic about this season. Yeah, and I no trust matter. Ole yeah, completely. I need, okay. da, I'm sorry
3: to interrupt you earlier. Like, no matter what we were to talk, no matter how many dreams we leave, at the end of the day, I am seeing Lengard,
1: Pereira, Igalo. I, just
2: I, I am having a very bad anxiety attack right now. I am having a very bad anxiety attack right now.
1: Not just you, my
0: Getting, getting yeah. Deadwood like them off the page, you know like pay books can fund the wages for a jaden Sancho 300,000 per week. Yeah, Isn't it Definitely.
1: so?
3: Definitely.
1: What about your good <laughs> See, actually, I'm Are trying, you trying, cannot, to, you trying to end it. this on a good note. Please don't ruin it for me, please.
0: Let's <laughs> find <try to> <laughs> it on a good note. <laughs> let's be optimistic. Yeah, yeah. Let's man. be optimistic. Anyways, Aslam, it was very good. It was, you know, again a very interesting, you know, a lot of fun talking to all of you. In fact, let's hope, you know, we catch up soon.
1: Yeah. Thank you all for joining. Uh, oh, no, except don't except to Zoheb, you. because uh, he's gonna. The day he stops talking about all in elements, I'm gonna
4: thank, thank him too. But not today <laughs> because no, no that's but, all but he's done but, but you will thank. But you will thank me when we actually sign him and he performs well for United. You will thank me then. Yeah, and he, sh- he shapes well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he shapes yeah. well. Yeah, of course. That's and, that's obvious.
1: Anyways, uh, thank you all for joining, and I hope we talk again soon. Bye. Yeah. Good night. Good
2: night, everyone.